Hey, it's Zach here, and super quick before we dive into the show. If you haven't already, I want to make sure that you have subscribed to my free weekly Case of the Mondays newsletter, because it is where I share my best advice, strategies, and mindsets to help you design a creative career that you absolutely love showing up for every Monday morning. When you sign up, I'll even send you a bonus five-day email course to help you clarify and prioritize the next small steps in your unique path to success. To sign up, just visit optimizeyourself.me slash newsletter. All right, on to today's episode. My name is Zach Arnold, and I'm a former Hollywood film and television editor turned career strategist and the creator of Optimize Yourself, where I help artists, creatives, and storytellers just like you design the more balanced, more sustainable, and more fulfilling creative career that you deserve. In a nutshell, I'm Tim Ferriss meets Ted Lasso, minus the mustache, because I am obsessed with both learning everything I can about optimizing human potential while also inspiring you to realize yours. If you are ready to step outside your comfort zone, let's dive right in and unlock the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast, where I share honest and candid conversations with best-selling authors, world-class athletes, Hollywood legends, elite experts in a variety of fields, as well as everyday people that are achieving extraordinary things. It means the world to me that with all the podcast choices out there, you have chosen to invest your valuable time, energy, and attention with me. Now, before we get started, don't forget to visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast so you can subscribe, leave a review, and so you can also download your unique customized podcast playlist where I'm gonna send you the five best expert interviews from our archives to help you achieve your specific goals. So on that note, without further ado, let's get right to today's guest. As creative professionals, we constantly have to reinvent ourselves to stay relevant and frankly, just to survive the insanity of our industry. The pressure to come up with new ideas and be daring, well, it's stressful at best, and honestly, it can be debilitating at worst. Many of us are under the illusion that this pressure that we place on ourselves gives us our edge and that it helps us to continue to perform our best. However, this pressure often can lead to limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, and procrastination, and if it persists over long enough periods of time, it can even lead to total burnout. But what if there was a better approach to reinventing yourself, your work, and even your health and your body image so you could fully tap into your limitless creativity? How different would it be to be able to say yes to things that scared you and no to the things that were comfortable and that were easy rather than constantly feeling stuck in a job or a life that you no longer enjoy? Or maybe it's about sliding into bad habits that are sapping your energy, you know, like that sleeve of Oreos that tasted so good, and oh my God, can I relate, and killing your motivation every single night because you need to watch just one more episode, and then of course you're going to be productive. But then what if you could actually rise to the challenge with a can-do attitude and believe your dreams are possible? Well, my guest today, Scott Morgan, is a PGA golf professional turned online fitness trainer. He's a husband. He's a father of two. He's a plant-based athlete, and he is the creator of the Sweatville Club. He also happens to be 58 years old, and in only the last few years has he made this transition to online fitness trainer and entrepreneur, plant-based athletes, and all the other things that he's doing during the period of life when most people would have considered it quote-unquote too late to learn something new or follow a passion that seemed risky or even foolish. Scott's story will inspire you to take a risk, jump out of your comfort zone, and discover what it is like to live life with a can-do attitude. And if you check any of his photos, you're also going to see it is possible to be completely and totally ripped at 58. The guy is a monster. 
All right, without further ado, here's my conversation with PGA Golf Pro, online fitness trader, and all-around badass Scotty Morgan, whom I not only consider one of my workout buddies, but also a friend. To access the show notes for this episode with all the bonus links and resources discussed today, as well as to subscribe, leave a review, and more, simply visit optimizeyourself.me slash episode 173. I'm here today with Scott Morgan, who is a PGA golf professional turned online fitness trainer. He's a husband. He's a father of two. He is a plant-based athlete and the creator of the Sweatville Club. And as much as you're going to hate that I'm going to say it, also the inventor of monads. And everybody's like, what in the world is he talking about? Already I'm making the guy cringe before he even says hello. But Scott, it is a pleasure to finally have you here to have this conversation on the record. Oh, Zach, such a such a thrill. Such a thrill to be here with you and to have our little little open conversation uh, to talk to your audience that I see just continues to grow and grow. Uh, and I just I just love the opportunity to be to share some nuggets that might help help your audience. So yeah, right on, Zach. Thanks for having me. Well, it's it's an awesome, immense pleasure to have you here. And people are going to know why I feel that way very shortly. But first, I want to address a giant elephant in the room. What in the world am I doing talking to a PGA golf professional on my podcast? I got to say, not a whole lot of golf professionals on this show. I talk a lot about um, Hollywood and the industry and networking and creativity and finding an agent and improving your skill set. And all of a sudden, I'm talking to a golf pro. What could that possibly have to do with me being a better editor, writer, creative professional, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a little story and then maybe you can give your version of the story. Um, anybody that listens to the podcast regularly knows that about uh, give or take four years ago, I woke up one morning and I had the audaciously stupid idea of becoming an American Ninja Warrior. And through one path to another, that led me to Tony Horton's backyard, creator of the P90X mega fitness phenomenon. And I believe it was either my second or third Sunday. All of a sudden, there's just this really super happy, super smiley, friendly guy. And I was showing up at that house like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? I'm going to get my ass kicked. This is terrifying. And then this guy named Scotty Morgan just comes up, shakes my hand, super friendly. And the rest is history, much of which we're going to talk about. But I got to say, and I've, I've told you this before, I want to just set the record straight for anybody that's listening, just to make it very clear where we stand on the Sunday workouts. You, my friend, are my ninja spirit animal. And we're going to talk about what that means more. Uh, but before, before we dive into uh, all the ninja stuff, the reason you're here is this idea that we've talked a little bit uh, offline uh, before the call and also extensively during our many, many crazy Ninja Sunday workouts. This idea that age really means very, very little and that you can really invent yourself at any point in your life and you are proof positive of that. Now, my understanding is, and I could be wrong from looking at um, Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, are we recording on your 58th birthday or was that yesterday? Oh, thank you. That was yesterday. Yesterday was... Uh... I uploaded version 5.8. Yes, I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And if people saw what you are physically capable of, just at any age, number one, astounding. What you're physically capable of at technically, quote unquote, your age is just, it's unfathomable. And we're going to talk about how you created version 5.8 over the course of the last 58 years. Um, but I guess to get started, just introduce yourself to this audience that probably yeah. isn't familiar with you and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, yesterday was uh, uh, uploaded 
version 5.8, which I think your audience can probably relate exactly what I mean by uploading mm -hmm. a new a new program. Uh, but yeah, so background is that, you know, a golf pro for 25 years, uh, uh, married for 25 years. And, you know, my fitness was just, it was, it was never, nothing I was ever serious about it. You know, I did some running, I did some uh, some marathons. So I had an athletic background through high school and college. So it's not like I wasn't athletic. Um, but then fast forward, uh, you know, and then after watching myself through marathons and doing these 20 week programs, uh, and after finishing one marathon and seeing a picture of myself at the finish line, I'm like, how does that, how, oh, that does not look like this, uh, the vision of fitness to me when I saw my, you know, those pictures they take you at the, at the finish line. Uh, and then, you know, then I stumbled on P90X, uh, you know, our good friend, Tony Horton, and we'll talk more about, about those workouts, but, uh, you know, that was, that, that was the game changer for me. I mean, I, I did it for a week, you know, the, the true story is I did it for a week. I was in so much, uh, pain after that first week that I put it down and, and it went back on the shelf in the garage. Uh, and then, uh, months or so later, I pulled it back out and committed to it. And that's when, that's when life, that's when life changed for me. Uh, and, you know, and as a, as a golf pro, uh, you know, physically as a golf pro that, you know, the industry doesn't really take it as seriously as they should for, for golfers. And that was, that was a big thing for me to learn some of the things that I learned in P90X and P90X2. And I instituted a lot of those things or integrated, I should say, in integrated a lot of those things into my teaching with my students. So when I, and then when I, when I focused on that, I finished the program, I lose 40 pounds. Uh, people are asking me, like, what are, are, you, are you okay? Are you sick? It's still the first question. You look, you look really skinny. Uh, I said, no, I'm great. I did that crazy P90X program and I'm eating better. I'm drinking more water. Uh, and then I became sort of a, a walking billboard of, you know, especially in golf and in the facility that I used to run as the head pro and GM, uh, where people would just constantly ask me, what did, what have I done? What have I done? Um, uh, and that's when I just started leaning more into the, to the fitness world. You know, that was 40, uh, 47 when I decided So talk about age, right. And where we are in the chapters of our life, you know, up to 47, I was athletic again, running, uh, but true, true solid fitness on how it, it helped me. It wasn't until I was 47 until I pulled that, pulled that program out and, and committed to it. So, you know, and then from there, I can go all kinds of different directions over there, but that's where, uh, you know, I'll touch on, you know, I wanted to physically make a change, um, because of what I saw in the mirror. Right. And I knew that my back was in a lot of pain and I just struggled. Um, but little did I know that this simple, well, thir you know, 90 days, three months, this, I say simple, it wasn't, it wasn't simple, but this short amount of time, uh, little did I know that not only did I become physically stronger at 47, uh, but mentally, like we all have our jobs, we all have our lives and finance and, and our, in our employees, our coworkers, uh, our family, our neighbors, little did I know how much that was going to affect my, the mental side of my brain to deal with things that were difficult in my life that I wasn't prepared for. Uh, I sure loved losing 40 pounds and how I looked in the mirror. Um, uh, but little did I know how it was going to help me on that mental road. So that's, that's kind of how we've come to here. You know, we're now I'm in this, in this fitness world and the golf is actually taking a, a slight back seat to, 
to my main focus. Well, I definitely want to go a lot deeper into all the stuff that you're into now, but I want to go back in the past a little bit first and hit a couple of points that I think are really important. Um, to see you at the end of 90 days of P90X and for somebody to, to watch the weight drip off of you and all of a sudden you've got, you know, these, these curves or these chiseled lines, there's no question how you did it, right? Oh, well, you just popped in the DVD for 90 days and you did what the, you know, the fitness clown told you to do. By the way, right. I'm not calling him a fitness right. clown. Tony calls himself America's fitness clown. Right. For anybody that's not familiar. <laughs> um, so that's an inside joke. But the, what I'm always way more interested in is why, because you did exactly the same that I did, except you did it at a much, much older age. I was early 30s. It took me four tries before I actually stuck with P90X. The first three, massive failures, huge false starts, maybe a week, I think once I got through two weeks. And I was just like, no way, right? And I used a, what, what's a four letter word to us on Sundays, can't. I can't do this, right? This is for me or I don't belong here. Right. And then something switched to me and there was a much deeper why and things changed. So when you said, I put it on the shelf after a week, I was sore, I was, you know, in pain. And then all of a sudden I popped it and I did 90 days. What was the difference? What was the turning point that went from this is too hard versus I'm just going to figure it out. And I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And it's one in, a, in the different interviews I've done and uh, the uh, calls I've done. Uh, I'm going to, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Um, and honestly, it was my, it's my family. It was my kids. Like when I, when I saw my, my kids were growing up and getting older, it, it became what I wanted to be for my family, you know, to be that solid pillar of the foundation of our family, uh, and to make fitness and nutrition and mindfulness be a big part of that. Uh, and I you know, was watching, watching Tony, he became my mentor through a TV screen, you know, where he said, I, you know, he would say terms like I currently struggle with, uh, you know, my first pull-up attempts was a one and a half and that's all I could do those first couple of weeks. And then slowly, uh, I did, I forgot the rest and did my best and did my best and forgot the rest. Um, <laughs> funny, I forgot how that term goes it's only <laughs> written on my, only written on my shirt. I've only read it a thousand times, but, uh, but back to your point. Uh, I really, I really felt like it was, I was at an age at 47 and it was, I, it was, how do I want to, uh, you know, I felt like as a golf pro, you know, around 50, could that be considered making the turn in golf? Making the turn means you finish nine holes and now you're making a turn to finish the back nine, right? Golf is 18 holes, mm. front nine, back nine. And that was at a point where I just felt like, I think I'm at, I think I'm done with the first nine holes of life. Um, now how do I want to treat the next, the next nine holes of my life when, as I make this turn, uh, and you know, as, as you and I often share, our families are so important to us. Uh, and then it was, you know, what, what do I want to represent for them? And what, what do I want to show them to inspire, inspire them? Uh, I can't motivate. I often say that I can't, I can't motivate anybody. I might inspire somebody, um, but motivation is just such an internal button that, that we all have to, to motivate ourselves. Uh, so, you know, to your point, I, I really think it was my family in New York, uh, my, my family here, not only my core family of my bride and my two kids, but uh, my extended family here in L.A. Um, I wanted to be that beacon for them. And then little did I know that that... Um, <laughs> 
yeah. So, see, I tell you, when you, we start going into these questions, I sometimes get a little emotional. But my beacon got brighter, you know, and then and then somebody started seeing my beacon of light. I'm like, oh, and they started connecting with me, and it, which we'll get into with what's happening now. But um, yeah, so without getting too emotional, it's uh, it was family. It came down to family and what I what I wanted to be for them. Well, just to uh, to pour a little bit of salt into the wound, we're going to dig even deeper because uh, you know we we're here to challenge each other, and there's no question that my journey is very similar. Where for me it was all about how do I want to show up for my family, and you had the same. I don't know if I'd say revelation, but just kind of a wake up call. Like, wait, if I'm if I'm heading towards the back nine, who do I want to be for the back nine to my family? What I want to know is what was happening in your life such that you realized. I'm not showing up the way that I want to. And I'll give you my mm. own example real quickly. For me, I was, I don't know, maybe 31, 32. My son was uh, a toddler. And I remember just sitting cross-legged on the floor playing with blocks or something. And I was in so much pain and I was so tired and I stood up and I couldn't stand up straight. And I'm like, I feel like I'm 70 years old. I can't keep up with my kid now. Just wait until he's five, 10, 15. Like I want to outlast my kids right? Yes. I want to wear them out. And now we go to like a trampoline park or dojo boom or something an hour and a half later, dad, we're ready to go. And I'm like, what? I'm just getting started. They're like, dad, we're so tired. I'm like, mission accomplished. Yes. But for me, it started on the floor, not being able to play with my son. What was it for you where you realized I'm not showing up being the person I know that I can be? Dude, that is, that is really freaky that I, I never heard that from you. I've never heard that in all the days we've worked out. I've never heard that from you, but wow, like right now I'm realizing that as we dive deeper into this and we take continue pulling layers off of this, uh, you know, before, before P90X, when I was trying to run, trying to, to form some level of, of fitness, um, I had a very similar thing where I was, I was holding my son, holding, holding him up and I could only hold him for, you know, a, a minute before my back was like, ah, I can't, I, this is nuts. I can't hold my son for more than a minute without my back back going out. So I had some early uh, similarities in that uh, early on. And that's when, uh, you know, prior to P90X, that was when uh, I was starting to run a little bit and trying to, trying to, to, to do it. And, and nothing ever really stuck until P90X happened. But, to, you know, that was, that was a big one for me of, of holding my kids up um, and not being able to do it for for longer than a minute because I was structurally, I, I was too in too much pain. Uh, so that was definitely, uh, uh, and you know, a hammer to the forehead, uh, if you will, of waking me, waking me up, uh, and wanted to be better. Well, anybody that knows you now that watches you do fitness and all the stuff you're doing on Sundays, they can just go to Instagram and watch any video, but just the mere picture of you only being able to do one and a half pull-ups and not hold your son, astounding to me. Cause I've never seen the before version of Scotty. Yeah, right. I showed up and I've, I've seen the after version and then the after version, you know, plus <laughs> like I've, I've seen the supersized after uh, version, but I've never seen the before. And I remember watching a video. I think Tony put it on his uh, social media at one point. It was like a couple of years ago. And maybe you had posted it and he shared it too. I don't remember, but it was the pegboard before and after where you were doing the pegboard to beam to rope, which anybody watching it, they're like, this is just stupid. It is. It is actually very <laughs> stupid and dangerous. And we're just dumb for doing it every week, but you couldn't even get up to the beam. And I didn't even recognize who you were, hmm. but the amazing thing about it was I saw myself in your before. And now that I see your after, 
What that immediately did for me is it eliminated and negated every single one of my excuses. Mm. Because I came to that workout, first of all, saying, well, I'm really too old for this ninja stuff and I'm not strong enough and I don't belong here and I'm going to try my best and, you know, forget the rest and all that good stuff. But realistically, like I don't see this happening. And when you, if you're going to idolize somebody like Tony Horton, it's really hard to say, yeah, I could be Tony someday because the guy is just larger than life. And he spent his entire life getting to where he is now and building this empire and, you know, just kind of building the machine that is his body. So it's really hard to say that with a lot of hard work and effort and eliminating excuses and doubts and overcoming fears, I could be Tony Horton. But then you came along. I'm like, I could totally, totally be at this level if I applied myself because you were exactly where I was when I started. And to me, that provides both the inspiration and the motivation because I had I had to confront in my mind this excuse of, well, I'm too old or I can't do it. I'm like, nope, that's just me totally full of shit, and here's my proof. Right. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, when I when I created that video, I had I, I did, that was one year apart, right? That was my, my, my before video was my day one. And the, the guy that just happened to be there, um, you know, decided to record it. And so I'm so grateful that he, that he did because it really showed me the, the path. And, uh, yeah. And I'll tell you, Zach, sometimes I don't, uh, I don't realize uh, how, uh, visually when someone sees what I can do now at the age of, that I'm at, uh, Tony and I talk about it often, often, like, you know, we worked out this morning, he's 63. I just turned 58. Um, and we often talk about, not often, but we often say, you know, there's, there's not many people our age that are doing the stuff that, that we're doing, uh, yeah, in a way to, to maybe give ourselves a little bit of credit to be, you know, proud. And I, and I, it's, it's taken me a couple of years to, to, to raise oddly enough to raise just the, the volume of my proud level, if that makes any sense to everybody. But, uh, there's, a, that, that's a lot for me because I, there was times where I didn't have a lot of confidence. Uh, and now, you know, I, I just, the, the confidence, uh, meter, I've just broken it, right. It's just, just a, that's just a whole nother category or uh, avenue we can go on this. So the confidence of what it does, uh, when you really take control of your own own fitness and nutrition and mindfulness and all kinds of things. But. Well, this idea of confidence and, you know, if going both with fitness, but as far as career and family and everything else, I kind of go back to what you said a little uh, while ago about this idea of how losing 40 pounds, it wasn't just a matter of I lost the weight and I look better, but there were so many other positive side effects that came from it. And there's a really simple exercise that I've seen a few people do in the past. I've done it myself. I know that you've certainly done it. Um, but if you wear a 40 pound weight vest, I'm not talking about run 20 miles or do a Murph in it. Just wear a 40 pound weight vest for a couple of hours. You're flipping exhausted. You can't think straight and all you're focused on is how uncomfortable I am. Now imagine that you're wearing that 40 pound weight vest 24 seven. How much harder does that make your life? Not just physically, not just how you look in the mirror, how you show up as a dad, how you show up to your job, what it feels like sitting in a car for two hours a day. Like just that alone has such profound effects on your life, but you just become comfortable. You settle in it and it's just, well, this is who I am. And you almost don't notice it. Yeah. That, that 40 pound, I'm like, I didn't know I had that to lose. Right. I committed to the program uh, every workout, checking the box, showing up. Um, you know, for many people, they have 
typically a number that they want to lose uh, off the off the scale. And I didn't I didn't have a number, uh, but by the end of it, thirty nine point five pounds gone. I didn't realize I had that to lose. You know, I thought I had. If you ask me in the mirror, I said, oh, I should probably lose about twenty pounds or so. But little did I know that it, that actually forty came off my frame. But you're right. Oftentimes I'll look at my 40 pound dumbbell. I was just grabbing two forties this morning doing our bicep curls. And I looked at that 40, uh, you know, carrying it from the, uh, from the rack over to the bench and realizing, wow, wow. Like I was carrying this weight on my body for several, several years. Yeah. It's a powerful moment for, for whether it's 40 or, you know, some of the folks I help help where they've lost uh, you know, 15 pounds or 10 pounds, I tell them that same exact thing that you just said, go, go grab a 15 pound dumbbell or a 10 pound dumbbell. And, you know, when someone grabs a 10 pound dumbbell, that's, that's a significant feeling of weight. And when they recognize that, like, yeah, you're right. This is it's 10 pounds that I was carrying on my, on my frame. It's no longer there. My sincerest apologies for the interruption, but if you're a creative professional who spends long hours at your workstation, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life. Because working with a topo mat underneath you at a height adjustable workstation is a game changer. Let's learn a little bit more from ErgoDriven co-founder and CEO Kit Perkins, creator of the topo mat. The topo mat is the first anti-fatigue mat designed specifically for standing desks. The real benefit of a standing desk is movement. We found bringing in this cushioned terrain under your feet, your brain just subconsciously engages and you wander around and you get that movement at the standing desk that you need without even having to think about it at all. People will come to me at an event or a panel and they'll say, I got the topo mat because of you. Even when they had a mat, once they used this one, it was a total game changer. We've just heard time and time again that with topo, we've kind of hit the sweet spot that it's the right premium quality materials and a right shape that people are actually getting benefit out of this stuff. You spend more time here than anywhere if you do creative work the way that I do. So I would rather be driving around in a Ferrari than a Ford Pinto. And I feel like this is the Ferrari of the standing mat. One of the things you don't realize is that at a standing desk, your main interface to the world, your body's main interface to the world is the ground. If you're gonna invest in anything at that Ferrari level, it should be what you're standing on. Well, my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself, that's stuck in front of a computer for inordinate amounts of time of their waking life, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. I like it. That's a utopian vision I can get on board with. If you're a creative professional looking for a simple and affordable way to stay active, energetic, and focused while spending long hours at your height adjustable workstation, I can't stress enough how important it is to have the right mat underneath you, which is why I continue to share the topo mat as my number one product recommendation. To learn more about the topo mat and purchase yours, visit optimizeyourself.me slash topo. That's T-O-P-O. So yeah. where I want to go next is from the point of you've done P90X, you have this digital mentor, which I think there are millions of people that would say they feel like Tony is their fitness mentor, right? So for anybody that's listening right now that's not into fitness or health or anything else that is more into the creative side of things, I can promise this is equally applicable. But if you have somebody that you've followed for years, you've really gotten into their work and they've had a profound change, you're like, I'm so glad I did P90X. Here are my pictures of my progress. It's a whole other thing to go from that point to all of a sudden being 
the star of his workout programs. <laughs> so what was the switch for you in your head and the change in your life where it went from he's my digital mentor and I'm so glad I changed my life to I need to literally be in his life? Yes, I, I, I love sharing this this story of the, how that evolved. I mean, one, obviously, I, I live in Los Angeles and he lives in Los Angeles. You know, if I lived in, in New York, I, I, I probably wouldn't be on this on this podcast with you. Um, but that, that whole story, you know, so I'm a P90X graduate, uh, had my success story. He's my mentor through a TV screen. Um, you know, I got involved with Beachbody, the company that he, that he basically helped launch off the ground. I got involved with them. Um, and sure in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't think I'm, I'm probably, I, I want to meet him one day. I want to meet him one day. So I would go to this massive thousand person event, uh, and I'd have him sign sign a book. In fact, I, I have one of my, one of the books. I know we're not visual, but I'm holding up the big picture. And, and I'd love to share, give a shout out to him on that book for, at the end of our, of our talk here. But, um, uh, and then, so the story goes where then, uh, P90X certification launched. Uh, and when I saw that, I was like, of course I have to get certified. I have to get certified in the program that changed my life forever. So I, I, Got in with the very first class at Beachbody Corporate here in Santa Monica. Got certified. Met Tony, picture op, picture ops. Nowhere near the level of friendship that we have now that we'll continue to dive deeper into as we go here. Um, and then that ended. Uh, and then, it, uh, you know, you've gotten to know Jack now, one of the directors of uh, the, the Tony works with, with the, with the Power 4 program. Um, it was... Oh, half a year later, I get this email from Jack and says, uh, hey, Scott, I'm Jack. I'm Tony Horton's YouTube creator, director for all his YouTube footage that we film with Beachbody. We did a Google search and we searched P90X and PJ Golf Pro uh, and your name popped up. Uh, How would you like to do a collaboration video with Tony Horton? Right. So I, off, I often joke that I literally passed out and that the paramedics had to wake me up and I, I called my wife over and I'm, I'm like, Jen, look at this email. This email sounds like that this guy, Jack wants me to do a collaboration video. So, um, so to jump forward a little bit, we, so we, yes, absolutely. So he and I recorded this really fun, uh, golf specific, uh, warm up video for his YouTube channel. Uh, and then, you know, so we're filming together. So now we get to know each other a little bit more. So now he knows me as uh, the Pignatic certified guy, PJ Golf Pro here in L.A. Uh, and then fast forward again. Now I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat shy still, right? I'm, I'm, and I'm still that way. I'm still uh, more shy of, of uh, being more bold. Uh, it's a whole other conversation. But, um, uh, you know, fast forward, he and I, uh, we have this connection with uh, veterans, as a golf pro, I work heavily with a nonprofit that helps veterans uh, learn the game of golf uh, to help veterans keep their mind on something else, uh, which needs to be done for, for them and what they struggle with. And Tony's a big supporter of veterans. So he and I separately on two different connections were asked to come and do a, a charity event at the Veterans Facility Golf Course here in West L.A. Uh, so we go, we show up. Um, hey, yeah, PJ Golf Pro Scott, yeah, and then we basically hang out that whole day. Um, and I say, hey, I see you have a, a 
yoga and ski retreat in Jackson Hole every year with your buddy Teddy. Uh, I want to come to that one day. He said, yes, you got to come. You got to come. Uh, uh, and I'll talk a little about that. But uh, during that day, uh, he just said, uh, he said, here, take my assistant's email uh, and connect with me. And uh, yeah, maybe the workout's down at the beach. At the time, it was a beach beach workouts that some of you might be familiar with or the YouTube videos of Tony's workouts was down at the beach on Sundays in Santa Monica. Um, and the, 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 the quiet, it took me a year. It took me a year to send that email to his, at the time is Sean. It was his assistant. Uh, and I said, Sean, Hey, it's Scott. It's the PJ golf pro. I don't know if Tony remembers me, but what does it cost to join them for one of those Sunday workouts down at the beach? Uh, and that took me a year to send that email out. And not five minutes later, Zach, uh, I get a response back from Shauna. Uh, and she said, uh, Tony's no longer doing the beach workouts down at the beach. Uh, just be here at the house uh, this Sunday at 10 o'clock. Um, and then again, I pass out. Paramedics wake me up and I realize that, um, honey, you're not going to believe it, but Tony had just invited me to his house, and and my bride just reminded me that it was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day uh, on that Sunday to be invited up to the house, and that's that was my first time going to the house of what you and I now know as a Sunday Fun Day workouts, uh, and you know several ski and yoga retreats in Jackson Hole, uh, and now we've just oddly I still pinch myself of the friendship that's now formed over these years. Which you know, I reverse engineer back to to doing a a ninety day program with this goofy guy on a TV that made me laugh, and sometimes I'd mute him, and um, and now it's here's where we are. Yeah, again, I worked out with him this morning with a couple other dudes, and uh, and so that's kind of the short, not so much fast story of uh of how it evolved to where I am today. I love it. And there is a very specific part that I want to dig into deeper because I have a feeling that you went through a lot of the same things that I did and still go through to this day. And also anybody listening, again, it doesn't have to have anything to do with fitness, but if there's somebody that you really admire from afar, whether it's, you know, a creative professional, like an editor, a director, whoever it is, and you're thinking the following, and I'm sure you thought the same thing, who am I to think that I can connect with this person? And I'm guessing there was a little bit of that, which is what led to a year before you could send the email, like, who do I think I am? Yep. No question. No question. Yeah, I'd say it, 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 it took a year, but you're right. I mean, um, you know, what's the old saying that uh, if, if we never ask, then the answer is always no, right? So, I, I mean, it literally, I mean, when I hit send, when I hit that button to send that email, I was freaking out. Uh, this is going to be nuts. I, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. And I finally pulled the trigger and sent that, sent that out. Um, and and you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. Is the, is the answer always going to be yes every time? No, it's not going to be. But um, but to be bold uh, and to send those emails out that might be uncomfortable to a person that that you don't think might have a positive response that that can make a huge huge difference. And it sure did in, in my world. 
Well, I've actually heard the story about when you got that email from Tony, because I think I had the same team of paramedics because they told me the story <laughs> as they were reviving me. They're like, wait, you also just got an email from Tony about going to a workout? That's so weird. Last yeah. year, we revived <laughs> right. a guy that had the same problem. <laughs> right. Same exact experience. <laughs> the, the logistics were a little bit different, but ultimately got the email from Shauna that said, come to the house this Sunday, show up. And my hands were literally shaking. I'm like, there's just no way, like there's no way this is actually happening. And part of it was the fear of, am I going to be able to go? And can I do the pushups and the pull-ups? And I, the funny thing is I went and thinking it was going to be like a P90X workout, like an hour, 70 minutes, not knowing yes. that it's like four to five hours. Yes. So I had no expectation. Um, right. But really the fear came down to who do I think I am working out with Tony Horton? And to be totally brutally honest, that thought still creeps into my head every Saturday afternoon when you and I get the group email that says, who's in tomorrow? I'm like, do I really belong here? Like after three and a half years, people have seen the videos. They know that I hold my own. I'm certainly never the best one there. I hold my own, but still my, my voice inside says, who am I to think I should show up at this workout on Sunday? Yeah, dude, I, I, I feel the same exact thing. We're, we're so, uh, parallel like i think uh, and i feel because i feel the same way i mean besides the the gratitude that i feel for being able to walk into that that his uh, his home and and do that but yeah i mean and and if 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 you and i i mean people might be listening right now thinking like who in earth is this tony horton guy like people you might not be have any clue but to try and put it into context of of the listeners in their world in the editing world in the high level profession that you are um, there's people, there's probably a Tony Horton in their life, right? That they could send that message to. And, and I'll bet some of them, I, I know you've done such an incredible job what you do. I'll bet there might be somebody listening, uh, who would, uh, who might be intimidated to send an email to Zach, to you about, uh, about reaching out to you because they're starting out. And so that message is that person listening right now <laughs> that send that email to Tony Horton or AKA Tony Orton in, in their world. I just thought about the listeners listening right now, Zach, but you know, you and I are just, you know, we're, we're, we're so like blown away by Tony Orton and that we got this response and we get to do this every week uh, that how could a listener who could care less who Tony Orton is, right. And not have him on a pedestal or on a, uh, on how he changed our life, how it could help for them. Yeah. Ultimately for me, it's realizing that whoever it is that you're putting on this giant pedestal, they're not putting themselves on the pedestal. Some of no, them might point. be. We are we are talking about Hollywood, so some of them might be, but you probably don't want to connect with them anyways. But the the real ones, the authentic ones, they have all their own hangups and their own issues. And you know, you know Tony well, and I know Tony well. The guy's incredibly human. He's very human, right? And you realize it's just another person. And if you can just find a way to provide them a little bit of value and some authentic, genuine friendship, and you don't put them on a pedestal, but you just see them as another person, you can connect. As soon as you stop taking them or stop putting them on the pedestal and you take them off, that's right. where the relationship can develop. And that's where, like you said, this has nothing to do with Tony Horton, Mr. Fitness. It's who's my version? Who is that digital mentor or the person I see from afar that if I got to know them in any capacity could totally change my life. Like you said, you got to put yourself out there and start the conversation. That's right. That's right. Really good. Really good. And, and here we are. Here we are. I mean, I, I go up two to three days a week. It's a, as much as I can. And, and Sundays, I mean, we can, we can talk for two more hours about just how, how Sundays mean to you and I. Um, but yeah, 
yeah, what a what a big what a big change uh, in my life. And again, back to some ninety day program. Mm-hmm. Deciding to do some push ups and pull ups. And speaking of yeah. changes in life, you've also gone through a, a pretty transformational change recently, which is that after being a PGA golf pro for 97 years straight, <laughs> now all of a sudden, for through circumstances that were not your own, you realize that maybe this isn't something that I'm going to continue going forwards. And now you've reinvented yourself again. And again, doing it at your age, like, aren't, isn't it kind of retirement age? Isn't you getting ready to, you know, be the guy on the golf cart that's just playing golf and traveling and, but no, like you decided I got to start my own little mini revolution. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, you're right. It's almost to the day. Today's a 14s, but it's almost to the day that, uh, that I launched the, the sweat fill club. I mean, you know, it all, stemmed from being a cast member, being one of Tony's cast members in multiple programs now and uh, in double time with Beachbody, Next Level, uh, and now finishing up with the Power Four that, that you and I both helped film this last month. Um, uh, but yeah, and then, you know, so my job, my PGA general manager job ended in February uh, of this year. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, that was a big turning point for me to decide uh, but I just the feedback I kept getting about the uh, the uh, the inspiration that apparently that I am to people. I was doing some live workouts on Facebook when the when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, um, and every Friday I would just go live and people would hop on and uh, and more people hop on and more people hop on and then it transitioned to uh, I said. I got tired of doing it live on Facebook because on Facebook Live, as you all know, it's you just watch yourself. You watch yourself and people comment. Um, and eventually I said, you know what? I can't tell if you guys are just sitting on your couch, you know, just watching me work out. We got to switch this over to Zoom. So then I transitioned to Zoom and now we do the Zoom workouts live. But going back to, yeah, it's a, it's a, to me to be at 57 years of age and now 58 to decide to lean in to this passion that I now have for fitness. Um, uh, it's scary. It's definitely scary, right? It's my, uh, it's my own thing, right? Like I don't, I don't just show up and punch a clock and, and collect my paycheck. Like if, if I want to make stuff happen, I got to make it happen on my own. And uh, it, it's been a, it's been an interesting uh, challenge to me. Uh, but I, I would, I would definitely put my ability to do it. Uh, again, roots back to uh, my fitness and and my fitness that I've created over these last ten years, that not only have made me physically stronger, but I'm mentally. There's no question that I'm mentally stronger. If I didn't have that, there's no way I'd be leaning into to try and start an an online club uh, with people all around the world, from Netherlands, Australia, and here in the U.S. of people who just absolutely uh, love working out together on a on a Zoom call. I had no idea that it had so, so the legs, uh, the wheels that it that it does. Um, but yeah, scary at the same time. So so excited to meet uh, new people every month that are that are hopping and joining us. And that's going to bring me back to almost exactly the same question where we started almost in the beginning, which is why? Like 
at your age, yeah. you've just, you've kind of been handed the the golden ticket of, you know, you, no excuses. You did nothing wrong, but the PGA golf thing just kind of ended because of circumstances that had nothing to do with you. I don't know your exact financial circumstances, but I'm guessing you're not going to be destitute if you don't get a paycheck in a week. So why not just settle and why decide I'm going to do one of the scariest things on the planet, which is start my own business? Yes. You know what? It, it really comes down to the feedback I was getting. Like, you know, when my golf job ended, could I have just, you know, threw the resume out there and just, uh, you know, I could have found another golf job and just sat back and be that employee uh, and and not have control of my own life. That's a, another part of this narrative that I'm creating is that I, I, I really felt deep down inside that I wanted to do my own thing. I didn't, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to have a boss anymore. I wanted to make the calls. I wanted to be, and now I, mean, I literally can do this job that I'm doing now from anywhere in the world. You know, I ran it as I was on the trip to New York. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm fortunate to, you know, my, my, uh, my bride works full time. Uh, she got a great gig with an insurance company. So that's a, a big factor here. Like if we didn't, if we didn't have that, uh, I, I probably wouldn't be in a position to be able to launch this from the the ground up at dollar dollar one, which leads to all right, ten people joined. All right, and then I started a you know when I started this almost a month ago, um, I basically started with founding members. I wanted to get a group of founding members. These people who are, again I've I've gotten to meet through Tony and the Power Nation group. They were a, they're a big part of the people who follow me. Um, and the feedback I was getting from them was was saying, I got to try this. I got to do this. I, I do not want to become 85 years old. And the story you hear about somebody in a, in a, in your senior, in a senior home where they often say, um, I regret, I regret not doing this. I regret not doing that. And that is not going to be me. I do not want to get to those days where I can't do the things that I do now uh, and, and have that answer. Uh, so uh, again, I think it's the, f- the feedback I get, uh, of, from these folks that do the workouts with me and uh, that really inspires me, which then motivates me to do these live workouts four days a week. Well, and that reminds me of a, a post that you put up. It might've been today, yesterday. I don't remember when, but one of the posts you put up on Instagram, which is a very recurring incident for all of us on Sundays is when we rip our hands open. And you had said this thing stings like a mother, but it doesn't sting as much as the the regret of not trying. Oh yes, I, that those are kind of things. I don't know how that came out of my brain. I uh, guess I am not that smart, but it, it simply <laughs> just rolled out. I'm like that kind of sounds that kind of sounds cool. Like, yeah, that that little that thing is. You guys can't see it on the screen, but uh, oh yeah, I've got I've got one our, for you too. We're we're right there our, together. Yeah. That's my we're my weekly our, one that I have. Yeah. For the folks listening, we're showing off our flappers, as we call it, where it's, uh-huh. uh, but, and it stings, stings like a mother. Uh, but yeah, thanks, dude. I mean, that, that's exactly how that felt, tying into the tales of what you just said. Like, I, I don't want to, uh, that day come, like, uh, I wonder if I would have uh, tried harder in that ninja course or even showed up, right? And uh, that's not going to be, that's not going to be me. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm right there with you too, where, you know, every Saturday we get the email and you stare at the phone. You're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, should I? Should I? I already cleared it with the wife. I already know I've got the time. I have no excuses. There's got to be a reason I can get out of it. 
fine, you send the email, <laughs> right? But never once have I gotten on my car Sunday afternoon and said, you know what? I regret having gone today. I, w- yeah. I wish that I hadn't, right? There's so much fear and apprehension, but even with four flappers, blood, whatever it is, I've never said, you know what? I shouldn't have gone today. Yeah. I mean, that's uh boy, what is it? What a message there is to that. And that, that message is about saying yes. Right. I mean, I often hear, you know, Tony say, you know, what is a, you know, saying no to something? Um, what are the first two letters of the word? Nothing is no. <laughs> so when you say no, what do you get? You get nothing. I think you can hear his voice saying that. I'm mm-hmm. sure Zach, but, um, uh, and they've often credited just my being of someone who, who really likes saying yes. Uh, you know, the yoga trip, the yoga and skiwa trip in Jackson Hole that he and Teddy put on every year. Um, you know, that's something I say yes to every year. Saying yes when these emails show up, uh, saying yes to different things that come up that I know are going to challenge me in life. Um, there's a there's a deep message in that too of saying yes more often to things that are that are that potentially could be uncomfortable or definitely are uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that's the key because it's so funny that the message I share on the show so often is you need to learn how to use the word no, because you're saying yes to all of the wrong things that are comfortable and not scary. Yeah. And what you're saying is you need to say yes to the things that are scary. Yes. Yes. Right. Because so many people like I I mean, I have built an entire business around people that are miserable and stuck in their lives because they've been saying yes to all the wrong things for decades. So, yes, is a great and very powerful word in the right context, but can be very detrimental in the wrong context. And you've learned how to say yes to the scary stuff where your brain and your heart are like, no, 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 no. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Yes. Let's figure it out. Right. Yep. Exactly right. And and yeah, and the flip side of that for no for me is now oddly, very oddly. I mean, little did I know this, this version of me that, that I've created myself, this machine, if you will. Uh, I've got people reaching out to me with um, talking about products. And apparently I'm a, I'm a micro, 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 micro influencer on, on social media uh, where they're reaching out to me talking about their products. And now I literally have a box, um, over in, on the kitchen of a new company that I'm really excited about because they're all about plant-based. Uh, they're all about, uh, which I've become four and a half years ago being plant-based and super proud of it. Um, and I was researching this company, uh, and they reached out to me out of, out of, out of the blue. And they said, Hey, we just been watching your message that you've been sharing, uh, on social media. Uh, and we'd love it if you would consider being a, an empowered ambassador for our plant-based message. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But my point being is that uh, some of them I've said no to. Uh, you know, I can't say yes to, to all those. There's a little bit of different context, obviously, in terms of something really scary. Um, but these were just no because I, that, that some of them just didn't line up with me. Uh, and I didn't want to fill my plate and have too many spinning plates as we sometimes do, like being in a circus, right? I just always think of that the guy in the circus just spinning those twenty plates and having to run to every plate to make sure that they don't they don't fall. That 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 was me at one time where I would just simply try and spin too many plates at one time. I have spent almost ten years now raving about how much I love my topo mat. 
and I have finally discovered what I now consider the topo mat of desk chairs, the Core 360. The Core 360, spelled Q-O-R, is designed to keep me constantly moving while seated in an upright and balanced position. To learn more about how it works, let's hear from Core 360 founder, Dr. Turner Osler, about why he created the Core 360 active sitting chair. When you sit badly, you sit badly for many hours a day. And that's really what the problem is. It's very hard to make yourself get up and do jumping jacks every half hour. But if you just swap to a chair that requires you to be muscularly engaged in order not to fall off, it's an easy bar to clear. For the procrastinators out there who hear all of the statistics and know how bad sitting is and it's the new smoking and they're thinking, that's something I'll worry about in a few decades, you're gonna feel the effects of having more energy at two o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon that day. And that's the whole point. Your core muscles will be stronger. You'll have less back pain. All of this will make you more available for the rest of the pursuits of your life, your kids, your hobbies, your whatever. For those of us who need to practically live in front of computers to do our best creative work, the Core 360 is going to level up your game. Keep your body moving and keep the creativity flowing. To learn more and purchase what I consider to be the topo mat of desk chairs, please go to optimizeyourself.me slash core360. That's optimizeyourself.me slash QOR360. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been known to both spin plates and juggle flaming chainsaws simultaneously. It doesn't <laughs> right. work out well for anyone, which I've spent right. years trying to figure out how to, how to better balance all of those things. Um, but talking about this plant-based thing is what I would call in the industry the perfect segue because it's exactly where I wanted uh, yes. to go next is – really helping people understand. And what I don't want to do is get into the dogma and religion of nutrition, because as you know very well, you start talking about food and people get very offended, very dogmatic, and they all, they have their Big ideas time. about this is right, this is wrong, you're crazy, I'm crazy, it needs to be all meat, all plants. Like it's just, it's a vortex of a black hole of a Pandora's box. I have no interest in going down. But I want you to talk about your experiences making the transition of plant-based why and the results that you've gotten. Love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you, um, boy, polarizing, polarizing um, conversation. It, it can it can go or, or topic rather. Uh, you know, it's so um, working out with Tony one morning, uh, four and a half years ago. Uh, in fact, it was on a Tuesday on the same day that we're recording this. Um, and he and Darren Oline, Darren Oline is uh, another book to shout out, Super Life super life book by Darren. O'Lean. I've actually had him on the podcast, by the way. So I will make sure oh, to excellent. link to our interview in the show notes, talking all about that shameless plug. And now back to you. Love it. Love it. So we're, we're sitting there and, and Tony just simply said, Hey, what do you, what do you say? We do a 14 day challenge, uh, a nutritional challenge. And right away, I didn't even know what it involved, but I knew at the time, uh, I was, I had my fitness pretty much. I was showing up, I was doing the pull-ups, doing the push-ups, but nutritionally, there was no game plan. There was no no rhyme or reason to what I was doing. So I wanted, I like being challenged. Um, so I I was ready for a nutritional challenge. I knew I needed it. So he said, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to watch a documentary, and then we're going to eliminate beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and dairy. We're going to eliminate those five things for 14 days. That's it. I said, oh, I can do that. I can do that. And then so I eliminated it for 14 days. Um, felt pretty felt pretty good after 14 days. And day 15, I just decided to keep keep going with it. And then what what changed for me 
was when I got a uh, a personal best on the pegboard, which uh, as the listeners might be listening, might be you and I might be the only ones that know what a, a an actual pegboard is. But pegboard is a you know a physical fitness equipment, which as you can imagine, there's two pegs. You got two pegs in both both hands, and there's holes in a big board, and you climb that thing. About week four is when, and the only thing I had changed was eliminate those five things from my diet. Uh, and on week four, I finally had a personal best physically on that on that pegboard. And when that moment came, I don't even know if, if you were there that day, but when that moment came and I was able to do multiple more trips around that board, which I wasn't able to do 30 days earlier, um, that's when everybody was like, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing differently? What are you doing differently? What are you doing at home? I said, you know what? I'm not doing anything physically differently, but I've changed my nutrition. Uh, and this is what I've done. So when I had that experience, because as 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 you can attest, Zach, or some days can sometimes be a a, a, a fog of uh, testosterone that we have to oh can they through, really that we have to the, the waft <laughs> of testosterone yes <laughs> to try and beat the next guy. Um, and we all want that. We all we all are well. I shouldn't say all of us, but some of us want those uh, those challenges to try and beat the next guy or gal or whatever it is and when i felt that improvement i'm like i'm gonna keep going with this thing as i think i'm getting stronger and i lost a couple pounds i wasn't looking to lose any weight i was just looking to challenge myself nutritionally um you know and that was four and a half almost four and a half years ago but i don't understand how do you get your protein <laughs> How many times have you been asked that question? Yes, yes, it's it is asked every single time, uh, and now my 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 token response now is that are you familiar with Pinterest? Uh, so I send them the Pinterest <laughs> and I tell them to go in a search bar and just type in just type in uh, plant proteins, um, and lo and behold, there'll be three hundred seventy-two thousand images on Pinterest of where. Uh, I get my protein from, and 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 I didn't know, you know. Again, my my challenge at first was just to eliminate five things from my diet. I knew protein was important, um, uh, but little did I know how much protein uh, was in plants. Uh, and then, you know, then I went down the proverbial rabbit hole, and I wanted to, you know, research it more. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm big on being a student. That's another great message. I would hope that this people listening is that to for, to to be a forever student, now, whatever direction you want to go, just to to be a student to learn about our ourselves. But that's what I did. I went down that road. I started learning uh, more about what Darren Aline's message and Rich Roll and Brendan Brazier. The list goes on and on of, of different people that were that were uh, you know air quotes, plant-based. And then as I watch what they were doing, I'm like, gosh, they're doing stuff that's that's 10 times harder than what I'm physically trying to do. And they're surviving on plants. Uh, so that was sort of a confirmation for me. If I wanted to continue this, can I still get my protein intake? Um, and now it's been super easy to to hit those numbers. But you're right, that's the that's the first question uh, that is asked whenever, whenever I share with somebody that I'm plant-based or, or vegan or whatever you want to call it. 
So then I would guess, maybe it's not the next question, but I would guess that one of the most common question is, yeah, but what do you do when you really want a steak or you want some <laughs> cheese? Like how, how, how do you deal with that? Cause I'm sure you just want that stuff all the time and you, you have to use willpower to not, to not, you know, to say no and to, to stay plant-based. Yeah. So the group that I've started when I, when I started my 14 day playbook group, right. So the, I have a 14 day playbook and, and when they, when they select that, uh, I put them into a private group. Uh, and I tell them, I say, I say, this isn't, it's not mandatory to be plant-based. I said, if, if I've been able to affect where your hundred percent scale went from 50% plants and 50% animal products, if I'm able to make that 60, 40 or 70, 30, then my, then, then I feel that, that my message has been successful that, uh, cause I, I just, uh, you know, become a poster child for, uh, plants uh, being able to survive on plants. Uh, so my point being is I tell them that, uh, hey, if if that's your thing and you want to grab a steak or you want to have cheese and go ahead and go ahead and do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I get it. The, uh, and that was me. Right. I grew up on on all the animal products. You know, I was a, I was, uh, you know, bacon. Bacon was a standard thing in my in my diet three days it's a week. It's a food group, isn't it? Isn't bacon That's an actual group. one of the four food groups? <laughs> uh, like I mentioned, I was a general manager at our at our golf course. So as a GM, you're in charge of every department. And what department is that? That's the kitchen. <laughs> so I got to go in the kitchen uh, and it, it became a joke before I went plant-based, obviously, is that um, the other guys would see me coming uh, to do the, the daily bacon quality check, <laughs> <laughs> quality control check. And there I was checking the bacon. Uh, so, you know, so there's days there where I was literally having bacon five to six days a week. Um, but yeah, now I don't, uh, one, I don't miss it. Uh, I know that's a big thing with, with some of the people that in my group is that they feel like they're going to miss it. Um, but when I get them to try that 14 days, um, you know, they, they, they're okay to be without it. Uh, and then, you know, they just, they have it less. They just simply have it less because they feel better after the 14 days. So I tell them, well, that's that I'm no doctor. Uh, I don't play one on TV, but I kind of think that the saturated fat that's in that might be part of uh, why you feel a little better and not, not sluggish. Yeah, we can go all different paths here. But we, we we certainly could, and I don't want to again go down the as you said the the rabbit hole talking about you know all the the areas where people can dispute this fact or that fact. Like for me, it's all about personal stories and personal results. And because I know that there's going to be a large portion of people listening to this that it's not about how do I get six pack abs or how do I get in Tony Horton's backyard, but the currency in my industry is creativity. The longer you can maintain creativity and sharpness and problem solving, the more value you have. So talk to me specifically about the changes you saw in your mental acuity when you decided to switch to a plant-based diet. Yeah, that was phase two of what of, of me really taking a uh, inventory of what was going on. Right? Like I had that physical experience of, of being able to have personal best physically in, this, in the stuff that we do. But then it made me pause and it, it made me pause and do an inventory of okay, that happened physically. Now let's let's do let's really take an inventory of of my men, mental clarity and focus at the job I was doing. 
as the general manager and having the responsibilities ahead. Uh, and that's where I really felt like the sharpness, you know, at work, my energy level uh, was at a heightened, heightened level, uh, which just kept pushing me back to by just making this simple little change. Uh, I was sharper. There was no question that I was sharper. I was sharper in talking to customers. I was sharper in dealing with uh, my own personal clients of my students, right? So I'm a golf professional. I was, a, I was, I'm a teacher as well. So I recognize that on a, on a very simple focus, you know, when you're teaching somebody a physical movement, well, you've got to be focused. You can't be just sluggish and, you know, dozing off, if you will, or being uh, nearly falling asleep. Uh, sharp sharp and i was i was i would literally be in a lesson zach where my lessons were about 40 minutes most of my lessons were 40 minutes um and before that i can i can literally feel like i was checking my clock after like seven minutes like hoping for it to end so i can go back and sit at my desk but then with this new experience i was having uh i I mean it's it's kind of free it's kind of freaky when i think about it because as that 15 minutes 20 minutes into the lesson I literally felt like I was a better teacher, that I was more in tune with exactly what that student was doing. Um, And then the lesson would be over. And and I would literally, again, pause and take a a little self-inventory. I'm like, wow, I was so in tune with that student and helping them improve their golf game. which it's you know has not become a big part now this whole fitness world and help helping people with their fitness and their nutrition and their well-being uh is why I've made this pivot in life um but to feel and experience that again I I I reverse engineered or just reverse time like why is that why is that and I kept pointing back to my nutrition uh and and the things that I was putting in my pie hole uh, I think we're serving my, the, the, on a cellular level. We're serving me personally uh, better, uh, and that that continue to to motivate me to to continue staying plant based. So that was a that was a those, those were big moments for me on that, especially with students, uh, you know, again and family and and employees and clients and customers and. Just every everything I was dealing with, with the budgets and the and the fiscal reports I had to do, and the you know, because I had a fiduciary responsibility to the city that owned that that golf course and that facility. Uh, so there were numbers. That was a numbers game, uh, and I had to be sharp in those numbers. And I was, uh, and even my bosses, uh, they they recognized it too. And the and the reports I was creating and being able to pick up on things from month to month on our P and L reports. Um, I was better. I was a I was a better human being, um, not only a better uh, employee, which they loved, but I was a better human being on the, on how I lived my life when my eyes were open. I want to make sure that everybody listening today, if they're interested in going down this path, they want to try out Sweatville, they want to try out the 14 day challenge, and ask what if I were to eliminate these things from my diet. I want them to be able to find all that information. We're going to get there very very soon, and I want to be conscious of your time. But I have one more question. And what we're going to do is we're going to jump into a time machine and we're going to travel back in time to the day you quit P90X on week one. You did it for a week. You were super sore. You were tired. You could barely hold your son. Your back hurt. What advice are you going to give to yourself knowing what you know now? Right. So the, so the time machine of when I 
first did P9X and then I quit it. Yep. I so the it day, down, so it's like, week, it's day seven, week one. You're like, nope, this is not for me. What advice yeah. do you give yourself on that day when you said I quit? I I can't do this. Oh yeah, uh, that's great because there's you know because when I did quit it, uh, I mean I quit it because I literally, I mean I I. I needed to ha- help up from the toilet bowl. I mean, speaking about how, how your legs feel after the plyometrics day and I literally couldn't, couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, uh, it was, couldn't put my arm over my head. Uh, so that was one reason. But now, now if I can go and talk to that person, I would, I would tell them to still show up, uh, to, to make it, uh, a non-negotiable. This I often share is that it's, it's non-negotiable. I put it on my calendar. It's non-negotiable that I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my best and forget the rest like it's on the back of my T-shirt uh, and Tony's famous line. Um, but if I if I went back to that, I'm not. It, w- it would be, dude, I know you're in pain. I know you're struggling. I know it's super sore, but you have day eight. You've just finished day seven. Check off the box on day eight. Uh, it's okay if you can't do three pull-ups yet. It's okay if you can't do more than 15 push-ups. You're going to do your 14. You're going to fast forward through Tony and the guys uh, knocking out 40 push-ups or 20 pull-ups and fast forward through those uh, and then just move it to the next workout and check off day eight. And then in your calendar, day nine is non-negotiable. Boy, I wish I would have heard this back then. Well, there's some, there's somebody, question. somebody right now, whatever their version of I've done seven days and I'm, I quit, I can't do it. Somebody needs to hear that advice. Right. Cause I think to myself, oh, right. if, if I can't, I, I made the decision in this very spot. I remember uh, it was, I don't remember the exact day, but it was during the holiday season of 2017. I'd had one of the worst years of my life. I call 2017 my lost year. I had burnout. I was having horrible experiences with work. I literally, and I've talked about this before, but it's still hard to talk about. Um, My mental health was so bad that I was in the fetal position in bed saying to myself, my family would be better off without me. And at the end of that year, I sat in this room with my wife during the holiday season and said, I have a crazy idea. And she's like, yeah, what is it? Because I tell her that all the time. All of my ideas are crazy. So she's like, yeah, okay, what's what's this one? And right. I said, I, I think I want to be on American Ninja Warrior. And she looked at me and she's like, okay. And I was like, no, really? That's it? it? She's like, yeah, I can totally see that. If I were to go back to that moment, I can't even imagine if I had chosen not to do that. The last four years, oh my God, has it been difficult and challenging and scary and terrifying and there's been pain and sore. Like, I don't remember what it feels like to not be sore. Four years of waking up every day being sore, but I can't imagine having it any other way and having decided not to do it because I was scared. Mm. And there are a lot of people at that precipice in whatever it is, their career, their family, their relationships, their fitness, their health. They're on that precipice. They have to choose one path or the other. Man, choose the scary one. Wow. Yeah. What a great, what a great share right there. That's a, that's a nugget. That is a nugget, and I, and I appreciate you asking that question because no one has ever asked me that question when I talk about quitting after week one and then not plugging and pushing, pushing play for, I think it was six, seven, maybe eight months later. Um, no one's asked me that question before, and that's a, what, a great, what a great question to ask, Zach. Thanks for, 
Thanks for asking that. And making well, us, you bet. Making and hop in that time machine. And thank you so much for, for being here and so willingly and honestly sharing your story. Now comes the big question. How do people join Sweatville and get your 14-day pack, and how do they become superhuman like you? Oh, I appreciate that. Appreciate that, too. So my, my son, Jake, I got to give him a shout-out because he's the one who has helped me. I don't know how to create a website. How do you create a website? Uh, so we he helped me create a website. But my website is pretty simple, Scotty Moe. Uh, my nickname has become Scotty Mo over the last couple of years, but Scotty Mo dot XYZ. Apparently XYZ is one of the new dot coms, right? So Scotty Mo. It's very <laughs> trendy. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Look at that. I'm 58 and I'm trendy. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. Um, but Scotty Mo dot XYZ is basically where I'm housing everything uh, that I do, whether it was be someone who's interested to see what uh, the Sweatfield Club Sweatfill is a name that just popped out of my cranium uh, a year ago. We call it Sweatfill, and now there's a there's a basically a, a membership where people they pay twenty seven dollars a month to be a member. They currently get four workouts a week that are live on Zoom. They don't have to have their camera on. They don't have to have their audio on if they don't feel comfortable with that. Uh, and now I've gone to the point where I'm actually recording some of them. Where then they're going to be housed in a library where they can watch uh, recordings of them. Uh, and then, you know, on my, on the scottymo.xyz is the, uh, you know, my first product was a 14 day plant-based playbook. That's an 82 page document, um, which when people sign up to become a member, they get that document. It's normally a $27, um, uh, playbook, uh, but they get that. And I also created a fitness planner. So a, a 25 page fitness planner for people that like the pen and pen and paper, which is like me. I like to, I like to see my pen, my penmanship, my handwriting, write stuff down in my journal and my paper. So, um, yeah, so Scotty mode.xyz is basically where they would see everything that I do, uh, this new company that I'm dialing in with, and I'm pretty excited about, uh, you know, I'm, so now I'm becoming an ambassador, got to give a shout out to power life and, and Tony Orton's nutritional line of power life. Uh, I'm an ambassador for them as well. Um, I'm still involved with Beachbody. So on my site is basically is going to show people everything that I'm currently trying to lean into uh, and take ownership of it. And, and, it, and it's all on me. It's all on my shoulders. I don't have bosses to, that I have to uh, answer to. If I'm going to make it, uh, if I'm going to fail, it's good to me. And if I make it, it's going to, it's going to be biggest to me and the support team that I surround myself with. And, and you, my friend, are one of those support people that I surround myself with. Well, I appreciate that. And I highly encourage anybody that wants to be in a supportive environment to make some of these changes where it's not some boot camp instructor making you feel bad about yourself and yelling at you. It's a really supportive environment, right. very mm. accessible, right in your living room via Zoom. Great resources to get started, whether or not you want to go plant-based, just in decrease by 5%, whatever it is. I can't imagine anybody more encouraging or positive to work with than you, my friend. Uh, so dude. on that note, can't thank you enough for carving out the time today to chat with me and inspiring my audience. Much appreciation, my man. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for investing both your time and energy listening to today's show. 
If you were inspired by this conversation, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app of choice and most importantly, leave a review because that helps move the show to the top of iTunes and get our message out there to those who need it the most. Simply visit optimizeyourself.me slash subscribe to never miss another episode. Lastly, stay safe, healthy, sane, and most importantly, be well. One last thing before I lose you. If you haven't already, I want to make sure that you subscribe to my free weekly Case of the Mondays newsletter because it is where I share my best advice, strategies, and mindsets to help you design a creative career that you absolutely love showing up for every Monday morning. When you sign up, I'm even going to send you a bonus five-day email course to help you clarify and prioritize the next small steps in your unique path to success. To sign up, just visit optimizeyourself.me newsletter, and I will see you in your inbox.